All right, this is Drew of the World, a cast about um, giving information through information. Today we have the wonderful, the powerful, the beautiful Martia in the building. How you doing, Martia? Good. How you doing? I'm good. I can't complain. We had a little catch up beforehand. We almost got. Yeah. I was like, you have to stop because you had to get this this hot fire on on the um the podcast okay. on the recording. Right. We were just talking. So, Exactly. Just a little background about you and how I kind of like know you. You are from Smith. Yeah. Um, you you were part of the illustrious um, Zeta Phi Beta sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to know you on campus for being like one of the most, I say, influential women on campus as far as your kind of the, the stances you take and your kind of brashness towards being yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it's a first of all it's a pleasure of mine to be able to speak to you on the podcast and can you tell you know everybody else a little bit about yourself yes that was good I never look it's weird because I never look at myself like that but I guess people do (laughs) (laughs) um yes I'm Martia I live in I'm from Virginia bad news so like Allen Iverson Michael Vick so the lit for the lit part of Virginia Uh yeah seven five seven (laughs) um Like you said, I graduated college from Smith in 2010. I am a Zeta, follow seven, disorderly conduct. You know, we're the best there's ever been, so I can't complain about that. Um, (laughs) I've been teaching for the last eight years, and I can't believe it. It's been eight years. Um, I teach seventh and ninth grade English now and Bible. Um, I still model sometimes. Yeah, I teach Bible. Can you believe it? Three classes of Bible. I'm learning. <laughs> they might as well. The kids might as well be teaching it because, like, <laughs> I'm learning too. But I don't know. It's like a gift and a curse to a certain extent. Um, so I'm doing that. I still model part time. Um, and now I'm just like, I'm trying to just use like my creative, my God given talents, and see if they work. Because I'm tired of working for people. So that's where I am right now. Right. And I'm in Florida, so I'm living at Salt Life. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got one son, and I am single. And I don't know if I like it. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> single? Uh, and are, are you ready to mingle? Or are you, you know, just kind of like... <laughs> I don't know. Because, God, you know, I have. I feel like I have very basic standards. Like, if I'm out and you see me at the bar and I'm drinking already and you come up, like don't monopolize my time you know buy me a drink and we have a conversation but I was at the bar I talked to a guy mm. for like an hour and he I bought two drinks for myself and then he asked for my number and I was like no and he was like you bougie I'm like no you just I mean what do you want like you see me buy my own drinks which means one I have my own money so like don't come mm-hmm. sit over here and take up my time okay time is valuable and I'm not I'm 32 I don't have time to be wasted Nah. So. Wait, so he sat there, talked to you all that time, and he you, you were does he did he know that you were buying your own Yeah, drinks? he watched me buy them and then called me bougie <laughs> because I wanna give him my number. Like it's weird because I mean I was in a relationship eight years too, just as long as I've been teaching, which that is crazy. Um mm-hmm. and so I was like I guess I was out of the game. I, you know, I, nah. you know, guys meet me and be like, oh, I want to come over to your house. And I'm like, uh, you don't know me. <laughs> but they're like, I can get to know you. And I'm like, you don't get to know people sitting on their couch. So I'm assuming that that is a standard now that girls meet guys, yes. take them home. Cause, but that's not my standard. Like you gonna have to mm-hmm. put in some work. Like this shit ain't easy out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like nothing is free so I don't know what girls you know but I'm not that girl like so I have that struggle more so yeah I think it's the age of the tenders and the hinges and the social media hookups that people are losing the fine art of picking up anybody at a club like that's a refined art that nobody has anymore yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, these dudes are weird. And then they all got like, you know, I'm in Florida, so they all have like the Kodak black hairstyles. <laughs> so, you know, you know, I have a son. Like, I can't take you, like, come on now. You fucking walking mm-hmm. around looking like you sell drugs in 2019. I mean, 2020. So, like, I don't know. At least, 
Right. They at least look like a scammer. Right. You know? like, right. Look like a hacker. I'd rather you look like a nerd, like you hack computers, <laughs> than a fucking, I don't know, strip club leader. I don't know. <laughs> I'm running into that. Yeah. So I'm teaching, and then teaching also, it's like, I don't know. It's just weird. I like, I like to teach. Don't get me wrong. I like to see black kids who have been written off make it if you know what I'm saying. So that part of yeah, it, yeah. I love because I was one of those kids, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. but the politics and the money, I can't get with it. And then it puts a strain on like my other stuff that I want to do, like my modeling. Then I have to be careful of the certain type of pictures I take. Are they going to get back to school? Yep. Is Are the kids going to see them? And then when it comes to like um, my writing and just being able to do that, the lesson plan and, you know, making sure looking at the dad and the kids are, are they ready for the state test and mentoring kids and making sure they eat. And, and like, cause you're a counselor, you're a parent, you're washing their clothes. Like I'm bringing kids clothes yeah. to my house, washing them. And so, really? yeah, it's crazy. It is so crazy. And so then you really don't have time cause you're so, I'm so exhausted from the day and none of it is teaching. It's so crazy because at the exactly. end of the day, my exhaustion is not from teaching. It's not from the job I'm paid to do. It's from all the other shit, like like the stuff that girls want to, you know, meet me at lunch and talk about something that happened at home. It, I don't know. Yeah. You just be surprised, like the kind of things that kids are dealing with right now. You got to be so many things. Yeah. At, at once. Definitely. And then it must be wonderful for them to see like a prominent black woman as a teacher too so i know you probably get the lion's share of people coming to you and trying and being divulging like different things to you because you're you're like a safe space right exactly i think it's so and so i do it i do this thing with my kids you know i always wear heels but i found that as a teacher the more it's so weird the more you dress up and, and care about yourself the more the kids respond. Mm-hmm. So other teachers will be like, oh my God, you wear heels every day. You dress up, blah, blah, blah. you know, okay, hating. Cause that's yeah. weird. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I do it because when I first started, I started subbing at first and I would be dressed mm-hmm. up and the kids would be like, oh my, especially the black kids, they would be like, oh my God, like you're young, you're 22, you, you know, like, and so their response to the way I carried myself was different. And I, and I think it's mm-hmm. because kids see success one way like well two ways they see it as like a white man or woman in a suit is what success is supposed to look like because that's what's portrayed and then like mm-hmm. rappers that look of like you know that kim kardashian kylie jenner look or yeah. you know that sag my pants dreads and my hair go teeth in my mouth look so it's no like so when they see like you professionally dressed up and you went to college and you have a car and you have a house and you pay bills like you know you're single you're doing it I don't know their response to me is just totally different when they realize all of that is happening so what got you into teaching in the first place I couldn't, why, why did you... I couldn't get a job <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Every, like everybody else in my class in 2010, we couldn't get. That's what happened. If you notice, a lot of us are teachers, and we didn't go to school for that. That is true. Yes, if you think about the class of 2010, we're like teachers, counselors. We work with the homeless, mm, but a lot of us mm-hmm. did not go to school for that. Like you know. That's- Wow. Yeah, and it's it's wild. And so that's really what happened. I didn't have a job. I was subbing back home in Virginia. It was 2000. I think it had to be like we graduated in May, uh, June, July, August. I would say like November. I ran into my old French teacher and she was a principal which I thought was weird mm. because she couldn't control our class back in high school, but whatever. So I'm like, <laughs> there goes the politics again. So I was like, okay, whatever. So she was like, Hey, I need a teacher. My teacher quit. Like she had a nervous breakdown, eighth grade English. Can you do it? So I'm 22 at the time, remind you, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm young. So I'm like, well, kids can't be that bad that the teacher had a nervous breakdown. Oh my mm. fucking God. <laughs> Like I walked in the classroom, was like, "Lean on me." 
Like, kids, <laughs> like, no, for real. The kids you were like, that shit was crazy. They were like running around the room. They were turning and working, crying out, talking back, making like sexual in the windows to me. I just was like, whoa. So I remember the first day thinking like, oh, I'm not, hell no, I'm 22. I didn't just go to school four years for this shit. So then, um, I went and talked to my French, my old French teacher. I was like, look, I, I just can't. Um, this this right here, I can't do. It's not going to happen. So she was like, just give it a week. Can you just give it a week? And I was like, no, I'm 22 with no kids. I'll be damned <laughs> if I'm going to be treated like this by other people's kids. So I don't know. I just went home and like revamped my attitude. And I went in there. And I got straight like ghetto. The next day, I just, I didn't like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. Y'all going to sit down, be quiet, turn around, shut your mouth. Like, I'm with all that you with. I'm not having that shit. I'm young like you young, and I will turn up, you know. And it, and I don't know. It just, something clicked. And I ended up being really good at the shit. That year, 99% of my kids passed the state test. So I was like, oh, wow. I'm good at this shit. And now I'm eight years later and I'm realizing just because you're good at something does not mean that's what you, that's your calling. Facts. That's yeah. ooh, that's a that's that's a hashtag right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's that's a mm-hmm. line, that's bars. So that's where so, I'm at right now. So how so you was also in a modeling troupe and you talk about modeling. What really got you into modeling? What makes you comfortable in front of a camera? You, that is a good question because you most people would never guess like I have I used to have like self-esteem issues so most people really? yeah I know because I'm very <laughs> you will never be able to tell right but I did it it's weird because in like 11th grade I did once I got to 12th grade I had like a glow up and it, it went from like mm-hmm. like older guys were like oh my god you're drop dead gorgeous so I was like maybe young guys just can't see the beauty because you know they only care about sex when they're like 15, 16, 17, and I don't know, after... 19, 20, 21, right, 25, right. 35, 40, 45, 50. <laughs> exactly. 65, 70, to the day y'all die. Like, um, I don't know. You know, my nose is bigger, my lips are bigger, my cheekbones are high. So in modeling, that's like where other people would not like it, there that it fits, it works. You know, mm. Marlon has that weird thing about it. And so, I don't know. I just like it. I just, because you can transform. You can wear whatever you want and you're not a whore. You know, if you want to be, like, practically new, it doesn't matter. If you want to wear a bikini, if you want to wear a thong, if you want to do nude shots, it doesn't matter. And you can just, I don't know, be a woman, I guess, if that makes sense, without the judgment. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say it makes you trans- transcend. Right. And then I, I'm built like a model. I've always been skinny, tall. So I, you know, I fit the look. So I was like, let me just see. Can I be good at it? And I just like it because I get to be somebody else, especially when I'm on the runway. Like that is my mm-hmm. favorite because you get to totally transform into anybody you want to be. And like, I love the runway. Like that shit. I, tr- I tried out for, um, iHeartMedia, their station here, 93.3 to beat. They had beat the runway right before COVID took over um, and I made it. But I just like even thinking about the fact that the show could be canceled because of coronavirus. I'm like, yeah. like I have anxiety right now because I just love the runway. Like, Fuck. right, exactly. Because I just <laughs> get to be. I don't I don't I'm not a mom at that moment. I'm not a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just. I'm just Martia on the runway. Like I'm a model in that moment and nothing else. I don't have to worry about anything else but that. And so that's why I like that. Do you, do you have like a runway personality that you put on? You know, I did it before, but once I became a mom, I, my personality is just like, I get to be, I don't have to be that in that moment. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can just be Martia. Like, cause Every day I'm like Martel's mom, Miss Holloway. Mm-hmm. I'm Sharon's baby mm-hmm. mother. Um, you know, I'm my oldest sister's little sister. Me and my nephew are six weeks apart, and he was really good at basketball, so I grew up in his shadow. So I'm Stefan's aunt. I'm never just Martia anymore. You know what I mean? And so yeah. yeah, so on the runway it's like I don't have to worry about 
any of that. Like, do, do you have like when I say that? Do you have like a like a per- persona that you put on? Like, is this like angry Martia or like sophisticated Martia? Like, do you have like you know how actors like get into character? Do you get into character when you kind of walk in the runway? Yeah, I don't. It's not like I don't have a character. I could explain it. It would be like it's like. Like, I don't know. It's not a persona, but in my head, I tell my, I'm telling, I don't know. I guess it is. I don't know how to explain it. If I could give you an example. So the first show I did after I had my son, my son had to be like, mm-hmm. he might've been two. I don't remember. We were living in Maryland. Um, so he had to be like one because we moved when he turned two. Um, so my sister, my sister does hair and sell shoes. So she was like, I need you to be in a shoe show. Come home. So I went home and that was the first time I had been on the runway since I had a kid. Well, really, I had stopped doing everything I like when I got with my son's father, because I was like, mm. this is I know I'm all over the place, but he um, he has a better job. So he's like assistant department head at the Hyatt. So we were together. I was putting all of my own shit on the back burner. I wasn't modeling. I wasn't writing. I wasn't doing shit. I was like being a, I was being a wife and I was only a girlfriend. Worst mistake mm. I ever made. So, because <laughs> <laughs> um, then they don't have a reason to marry you. You're doing all this. Sh- Why would I marry you if you're doing all the shit a wife does right now? You're just my girlfriend. Yeah, I'm not going to let my girlfriend listen to this episode. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm trying to be like this extra. Like, I'm trying to get the best girlfriend of the year because I'm trying to be a wife. Not knowing that you can be the best girlfriend in the world, but if he's not ready to make you a wife, you're doing all that for nothing. So, um, I wasn't doing shit. So, anyway, she called me for the show. I do the show. Um, and I get on. And after the show, I mean, I felt like I killed it because I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm about to leave it all on the motherfucking runway. Like, like <laughs> this is the last time. I'm going to, I do, now I do everything like I'm never going to do it again because I'm a mom and it could be a case where I never model again. So I do everything like it's my last time. And I mean, I left it. I I did the mama mentality. Okay. Like I (laughs) ate the fucking runway to shreds. The music went off and I was still out there and I know I was killing it because the MC was like, um, Oh, you know she modeled because she going without the music. And like, (laughs) (laughs) so like, I don't know. And now that, now when I do it, I don't know. It used to be, I think this is the difference. One, I get to be out of that moment as like, nobody knows anything about you on the runway. They just know that you're Martia the model. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing else. And so in that moment, like, I guess it's not a persona, but that's all I have to be is a model. I don't have to worry about shit else. I don't have to worry about yeah. where my son is. It's because I know he's somewhere while I'm doing this show, you know, and I'm just leaving it all out here because I don't know. I don't know. So I don't even know how to explain it. It's weird. I, just, I mean, you explained it very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I just get to have fun now. Like back then it was about proving to my mom that I could make money being a model. Because she would not let me. Yeah. I wanted to go to NYU so that I could model and go to school. She was like, hell no. My sister had a boyfriend <laughs> at the time from New York. And he was like, hell no. They're going to chew you up and spit you out. And I, I I, regret it. That is one thing I can say I honestly regret. And that is might be the only thing in my life is that because I know I was good enough to make it. And I didn't do it. I mean, you, uh, yeah. yeah, you still have time. Yeah, I guess. Everybody says that. Y'all, yeah. y'all like, all this time, no, we don't have time. We need to live like we don't have time. So then maybe we'll accomplish this more. That is true. I was just listening to a podcast and the guy was talking about like sports and we talking about, um, he was talking about uh, Tom Brady and how he played like he had, like he had only had two years left on his like contract every year. You always have to play like you only have two years left and Without this year, you won't get a bonus or whatever. So I, I agree a hundred percent. Like, just do every everything like today's your last day. Yeah, for real. It's, you enjoy it a lot more. You definitely will enjoy it a lot more. You won't be. I don't know. Life has a way of like 
I feel like everybody's in the same weird spot that I'm in, but nobody wants to talk about it. Like we're all, especially Mm -hmm. they call us millennials, but I feel like I'm an 80s baby. I'm not a millennial, but whatever. Technically speaking, millennial (laughs) would be 2000, but I'm not going to be that technical. Um, (laughs) So I don't know. We're all in this space of like, we're dreamers. Like we're the last, Mm -hmm. I always say we're the last of a dying breed. Like us 80s babies, I'll say 90 90, 1990, maybe 91. After that, woo, Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're the last of the fighters. Like, we're the last ones that will fight to change laws, fight against police brutality. Once we get, like, uh, 65, I don't feel like that 91 and on generation is go- is going to be like that. They're not like that. They're mm. not... They're your um they only care about themselves. They're all into YouTube yes. and TikTok and social media yes. and being um influencers and, and brand ambassadors and making highlight videos and all that shit. They're not really in we care about uh, around us. I feel like Yes, yeah. we care about people. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're the last of that. And so because I care about like the world and everything that's going on, I feel like I never get shit done. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to find a way to fight education for black kids. I'm still trying to model. I'm trying to use my creativity because I'm good at making shit. I'm trying to write. So I can't do all that shit at one time, but I'm trying to do it right now. You give them, I don't know. So it's, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I'm look. It, something happened. My son turned five like the first week of March. He turned five. And we were at Disney. And in the moment, like, I, we were walking and I, and I stopped and I turned to his dad. And I was like, he's five. He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, five years of our life have went by. Five, mm-hmm. oh, a half of a decade. Like, what have we done? That's crazy. And I don't know if it's because it's my son and now I'm looking, measuring everything, my time, like, oh, he's about to start kindergarten. Then it'll be six. Then it'll be 12. And it could be that. But then when you look back, five years is a long time. Long ass time. Because you, even if you put it into your child's like life, you, that was the child that couldn't talk. Now they're fully grown, walking, running, like everything like that. It's, you, 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 he's a living embodiment of the of age of time right. moving forward. Right. That's yeah. And so I don't know. I'm just in a rut. It's like I'm tired of working for people, but mm-hmm. you know, being you know being tired, being tired is not enough. Like you know, mm. because you can be tired of working with people, but are you going to get up every day and do what you need to do to be an entrepreneur? Because that's that's three times the amount of work that you put in at a job. Yep. So yep. because you're working, yeah, you work for yourself and you work for others. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like I there's it's weird because I feel like there's money to be made, but all the stuff that people buy, I feel like I'm not good at. You know, I don't know. I, what, do you, what do you mean? Like makeup. I'm not a makeup person. That's not my. It's weird because I model, but if 95% of the pictures I've taken, I don't have on makeup. And people do not realize that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I can count on my hand the number of times I've taken um, photos with makeup because I don't have to. Because I don't wear makeup on my regular day. My lips are big enough that I could put on lipstick and you think I got on makeup. So, mm. Yeah. So like nine, yeah, I would say like ninety five percent of them I don't have on makeup. Like my photographer back home, she used to like put makeup on me when she would edit the pictures because I would not come with makeup. Oh, yes. they could do it mm-hmm. post. Yeah, you can do that. You can do. Oh. You'd be surprised. That's why these pictures of girls with like those nice chiseled bodies. I just, you know, I let guys do whatever, but I have seen my <laughs> photographer like like take the Z off of because I got Zeta on my wrist. He's like taking it off. I get the pictures back and I don't have any tattoos. Or I'd be or it'll be light outside and he made it into nighttime and turned on the street light. Yes, they can do all of that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Technology is crazy. Yeah, so they uh, yeah, technology is crazy. I, I, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'm I think everybody's in that space. I'm not like special. We're all in that space of just like trying to win. You know, we are the we are the entrepreneur generation. I feel like our parents mm-hmm. want us. One hundred percent. Yeah, our parents want us to work, and we're like, hell no, that's what you did. Y'all are the working class. We're not. And then. We are working, but we're just working because we have degrees and we feel like that's what we should be doing. But we're not, none of us, I feel like none of us are really happy. That's where I think you hit the the nail on the head with that. Like the (laughs) happiness. Yeah. Just like you kind of go through the motions every day and you're like, then you come complacent and then it's like, like you said, then five years go past. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, no, seriously. (laughs) I was supposed to write a memoir like 10 years for 10 years now. I could have been done. And five, Mm -hmm. especially when I was like, oh my God, he's five. Like I could have Mm -hmm. written my memoir in five years. You know, I don't know. It's just, I guess, my mom says I'm hard on myself. I told her. Yeah, but you're supposed to Right. I mean, (laughs) I went to see a realtor. I think this is the other thing that that I was like, okay. I went to see a realtor and she was like, I just went to get a breakdown. I was like, okay, if I want a house that's this much money, what are the steps I need to take this year to be ready to buy that house, right? That's what I, I knew I didn't Mm -hmm. have the money to buy it, but I wanted to know in a year what I needed to do to be ready to buy this house at this amount. So she gave, I mean, she was really nice black lady. She gave me a breakdown, everything all the way down to like, if I wanted to take loans, if I didn't want to take loans. So then she was like, do you have student loans? I'm like, yeah. And then she told me about some shit. I can't even tell you what it's called right now. But she told me something that you can call student loans to get and they consolidate them and they give you one lump sum that you pay, whatever. I don't know what it's called, but that was the first time I had heard it. So I was like, I have $111,000 in student loans. And she was like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Hello. And I'm not making that. I'm not even making half of that as a teacher. <laughs> so she basically said, she took the paperback. She was like, you're not buying a house. I was like, what? And she was like, if you are not making, now this is what she said, and I will never forget it. I have not forgotten it. And it set me into a whole nother zone. She was like, if you're not making at least $100,000 a year, then you're in debt for $111,000 for no reason. She said, you have to be making at least that for those degrees to have paid off. And she was like, I don't mm. care if you sell baskets, cups of water on the side of the street. Ice. <laughs> like she was like towels at the beach. Like she was like, you better go out here and you better have 17 hustles. And if you need all 17 of those hustles just to make that, you know, $100,000 a year, that's what you're going to have to do. So mm. I was like, well, I thought all those hustles, you know, people look at you and be like, oh, you ain't concentrating on one thing. She was like, you can't because you're, unless you're going to find a job that pays you that, she was like, um, you, I mean, you're in debt for no reason. You're always going to be in debt because you're, you're, you're not making more than your debt. So that means you acquired these, these degrees for no reason. And I was like, she might be right. Mm. You know, and it just, you- go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, sometimes you need that, you need that, that one person that's outside of everything to like give you a reality check. I feel like God sends you, now that I teach Bible, I feel, I used to think that God would, you'd be in the car and you'd hear like this deep voice <laughs> and God would speak <laughs> to you like that, right? Now I realize that God speak. you know, it's not, it's not a way he does it. So the message can come from somebody or, you know, so now I look at it like that, like, when I meet somebody and out the blue, they'll say, like, today I was at the dollar store because I'm trying to make baskets. and stuff. So I was picking up some items and I can't remember what I said to the guy, but on my way out. Um, he said, worry about the stuff you can change or worry about the stuff you can fix. Everything else, what you going to do about it? You can't fix it. It's nothing you can do about it. And I feel like that's a, that was a message from God because wow. I'm worried. Like right now, I'm worrying about shit I can't change. 
And so I look now, the more I, the older I get and the more I like teach Bible, I'm like, okay, messages can come in any form. You pray for something and then, you know, you're so busy thinking that God didn't answer the message of what you prayed for that you totally missed the guy at the grocery store that told you today's a good day. Keep your head up. And there was the answer to your prayer. But you're so busy thinking that God was supposed to fix it right in that moment that um, you missed the message. And the Bible says, like, you need to look to each other to answer some of these problems. That's the problem with man. They don't look to each other. And that's in the Bible. Oh, yeah. Damn. So I don't know. That's I what I that long time. Yeah. <laughs> no, me either. So I had to teach it because kids, don't, you know, the kids was asking me like they were like, Miss Holloway, is masturbation a sin? I'm like, whoa, wait, buddy. I don't fucking know. But I Googled that shit and we found out together. Like <laughs> it didn't say masturbation was a sin, but it said anything that doesn't procreate is a sin so masturbation does not procreate so it's a sin they were like dang i can't even beat my dick i'm like oh my <laughs> kids are crazy <laughs> i love it i love it so you know like no no you can't yeah like no you can't not in class what you do at home is your business <laughs> but not in 208 buddy <laughs> you better not beat your dick in here <laughs> it's so yeah. I don't know. Life is crazy. I can't believe I'm teaching because I'm such a like I'm a high head, you know? Like mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will go off the deep end. But I'm starting to realize now, now that I'm older, it's like back in college, people were like, Oh, you were so like when I see people, they were like, You were so mean. Um I didn't think you had, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm like, no, I just don't have time for bullshit. I say what I mean, I mean what I say. And no, there is no amount of money worth my respect. Once you test my respect, you know, I'm loyal to those who loyal to me. If I don't fuck with you, you best believe you're going to know it. And that's just how I move. Yeah, that's just how I move. I mean, I feel like I'm honest, I'm open, you know. But no, if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. And if you take that as mean, then, you know, I'm not a person who just because my friend is cool with somebody that that girl's my friend. Bitch, I don't know you. This is my friend. Like, I don't know your ass. We're not friends. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I don't know. I'm that person. Yeah, that's me. So we definitely went off of uh, the the guided path. (laughs) It's been it's been great. So I'm gonna get into the section we call shots fired. Is the it's supposed to be the icebreakers, but I think we break break the ice very well. Yeah. We have a good rapport with one another. But um, okay, so it's called shots fired. Elevated icebreakers. So I'm actual um a couple of questions, like maybe 15 questions, and then you just give me the first thing that comes to your head. Okay. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that too wild? Um, what's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite sport? Basketball. College. Okay. College basketball. What, college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite movie? Remember the Titans. Now, what's your what's the movie that you love to hate? That you hate to love? Like the movie that, like, if you tell somebody, you're like, why? Why do you like that? Oh, that I hate to love. Oh God, that's a hard mm-hmm. one. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what what song describes your life? My life. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, take me to the king, Tamala Man. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite type of music? Uh, pretty girls like trap music. <laughs> it's true. What's your, what's, your, what's your favorite album? Album? Oh my gosh, these are so hard. Uh, I, I don't have one. I'm not an album person. I am more so of like a song person. So what's your favorite song? My favorite song of all time, I would have to say, is Four Page Letter by Aaliyah. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your favorite artist? And when I say artist, it doesn't need to be uh, a musical artist. It can be a painter. It could be a dancer. It could be actually it could be a model. Anybody who conveys emotion to you. My favorite artist. Oh my gracious! You're killing me. Um, these are <laughs> my favorite artist. I would say it's Nick Cannon. Okay. Mm-hmm. He knows. Um, he knows how to make a dollar. Oh yeah. Yeah, I respect Nick Cannon's hustle, yo. <laughs> I remember he was on all that. Now he has his own. Yes. Um, his own network. I was right. Like, like it's crazy. So Nick Cannon. I say Nick Cannon. Okay. One place you want to visit? One place I want to visit somewhere in Africa. I don't know where, but I would like to go to Africa. Okay. Mm-hmm. And take my son. Um, one place one place you would go in Apocalypse? Oh, one place I would go in the, uh I would go to the state of Washington so I could smoke weed while the world's ending. There you go. <laughs> 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 who is your celebrity crush celebrity crush i like the baby he's short but he i mean that yeah i like the baby <laughs> <laughs> he's short but he's like he don't give a fuck he's you know mm. i'm that nigga and that's what i like guys that know who they are so mm-hmm the baby. Who would you want? Who would you? Who would you want to change places with for a day? One day, I would like to change places with the president because I'm sure that I would appreciate the job, no matter who's in it. I'm sure. So the president, one day. Okay. You, would you be the, the the current president? I would switch with him for one day. I'll just. I just want to see. Because we criticize so much, and I just would want to mm-hmm. see how hard it is, because I know it's hard. I mean, shit. People can't control <laughs> their family, and you criticize, and somebody exactly. can control the whole country. So, yeah, I don't care who it is. I would just want to see what, like, the day-to-day, what they actually do. Yeah. That's, pretty cool. That's a good one. Yeah. What is, what is one of the most influ- influential books you've read? Most influential books I've read, uh, it's called Tell It Slant, and it teaches writers how to how to write uh, without just without saying it, but showing it, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So, tell it, it's called Tell It Slant? Yep, it's called Tell It Slant. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be the name of your autobiography? The name of my autobiography would be, oh, it would be, I've been to more funerals than high school graduations. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. If, you, if you had to be handcuffed to someone for a month, who would it be? Ooh, Deidre, my friend from college. Remember, Kyle? She's from Cali. She's a Delta. Yeah. Yes, her. Of yeah, course. I saw when, when, when we was in, uh, when we, me, CJ, I forgot who else went to Vegas, mm-hmm. we stopped in LA and we met up with Deidre. So you she went to Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to get her on because she is like dancing everywhere, like Germany mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna um link you with her. That's we're still like two peas in the pot. That's dope. Yeah, so definitely that's, her, that's, definitely her, because I know she hold me down. What's <laughs> up? Yeah. If if you had to if you had to remove every app on your phone except three, which what apps would those be? The last three apps. Every app on my phone except for three. I would keep Google mm-hmm. Photos because I like to mm-hmm. get the memories of my son. So Google Photos, pictures worth a thousand words. Um, mm-hmm. yeesh, I would do oh, three apps. Oh, my God. That is hard. Okay. Google Photos. Um, first thing that comes to mind, Google Photos. My voicemail mm-hmm. and Google Photos, my voicemail. 
in video chat. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Cool. <laughs> yeah. If you had a talk show, who would be your first guest? Alive or dead? Alive or dead. If I had a talk show, my first guest would be Aaliyah because mm-hmm. I would want to hear exactly her take on this R. Kelly thing and what really happened with them too. Yeah, that was going to mm-hmm. be my next question. What would you ask her? Because <laughs> we're speculating. <laughs> they may, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know that situation. We'll never know because her parents don't talk about it and she's dead. So, yeah. Yeah, they they wiped that shit straight yeah. under the rug. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to ask her that. And then I just want to know the mindset, why they got on that helicopter knowing that it was overcrowded, overloaded. Mm. Yeah. What's one superpower you want to have? One superpower I would want to have would be the ability to read minds because then I know what people want and then I could create those things. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question but not least. What is your death row meal? Oh my so, last meal of your life. I need an app, I need an entree, and I need the dessert. Okay. For my appetizer, I'm on death row. I'm never, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. never gonna eat again. I would want. That's it. Ooh, I would want um stuffed mushrooms from from Longhorn. You literally are the second person that says <laughs> stuffed mushrooms in a row today. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> my entree, I would want to cope with light ice as my drink. Um. My entree, I would want steak. I love steak. I want a midwell um, ribeye. I would want broccoli, steamed broccoli with that, and mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And for my dessert, cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, cheesecake. Any- Mm-hmm. Just regular plain cheesecake. Yep, I don't like the uh strawberry, all the toppings. Yeah. 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 Just cheesecake. And and that is shots fired. Would they let me all right. smoke a blunt? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My last, my last guest, she said she would her dessert would be edibles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a great idea. <laughs> so how many people do you talk to in a day? Um, I usually try to get two knocked out. Okay. Um. Definitely now because there is a, I think a thirst for content online just because of all these things, you know, everybody mm-hmm. staying home and everybody having, so I may start putting out two a week okay. for a little bit. I usually try to get, you know, two so I don't have to do this every week okay. <laughs> so I can spend time with my family. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I try to get two, two knocked out. So I'm getting two knocked out today and two knocked out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So phase. So next next part is I call it the pillar of the podcast: life, love, and laughter. So let's start with let's start with life. Okay. Um. So you you said that you you know you're now in a pretty re- religious school. Mm-hmm. What was your faith before then? And did you kind of like find it currently or like what was your upbringing? So I was brought up, um, my parents are, my my mom is originally from um, Yorktown, Virginia, which is like a small um, county in Virginia. And so I was mm-hmm. brought up like a little shallow Baptist church on the corner. So I was brought up Christian, Southern Christian, uh, Baptist. And my mom, I would go to, you know, my mom was that parent, like I was at, Sunday school, I rode the church van, mm-hmm. I stayed after, <laughs> I went to like in the summers, whatever, but her ass never went. So <laughs> that my mom was that parent, like maybe dressed up for Easter. So I was really, it's weird because from like nine to f- I'd say 15, I was really into church. Like mm-hmm. my mom didn't have to make me go. I was going, me and my, one of my good friends I grew up with. And, um, so I kind of strayed away, you know, as life go goes on, I kind of strayed away, uh, things happen. And then when I, I was already in, I had prayed for something. I had prayed to get out of the relationship I was in mm. and God would not take me out of that relationship. And I was like, oh my God, God, fuck this shit. This can't be real. So <laughs> 
finally one day I was ready to leave the relationship and I and everything just fell into place. Like I found an apartment, they didn't charge me a deposit first my rent, whatever, whatever. Let me speed it up. Um all of that. No, take your time. Okay. So you have, don't think about podcasts, you can stretch <laughs> the fuck out. So <laughs> right, exactly. So before uh, I started teaching, I had just broke up with my son's father. I had prayed for it. It finally happened. And and when I was like really ready to leave, it's like everything fell into place. Like I found an apartment. Mm. They didn't charge me a deposit, first month's rent, um, nothing. I moved in. We lived in a one bedroom. It was nice as fuck. Don't get me wrong. It was decked out. But we lived in a one bedroom for a year. And everything just mm. fell in place. There was times where I didn't know how I was going to pay the rent. And then I had money. Like, I don't know. God looks out for babies and fools. So I was already trying <laughs> to like work on my relationship with the Lord. Then I got this job working at the school and they were like, you're going to have to teach three classes of Bible. And I was like, fuck. Oh, my God. But I didn't, I didn't tell them I couldn't teach Bible because, you know, I didn't do what white people do. I lied and said I had taught Bible. Yeah. You know, white people lie on their resume. Oh, man. It was, it's, <laughs> trust me. I've seen a couple. Like, was, I'm like, yes. that doesn't even exist anymore. How do you know that? Right. So, you know, I um started to, get, you know, lie a little bit. So in the midst of that, I feel like God works in mysterious ways. I'm telling you, I'm not the most religious, but he speaks to me. So I have prayed um that I wanted a better relationship with the Lord help me get this better relationship with you and I felt like that's why I was placed at this school to teach Bible what better way to build a relationship than to have to read the Bible and so as I started teaching and reading it I was like you know there were thugs in the Bible that would kill people and rob and steal just like they're on today Mm -hmm. so just reading it kind of Help me understand like a lot of the stuff that I was going through at the time, like God was speaking to me, like I was going through something. I was going through a lot like I, you know, I broke up with my son father and felt like I know this might sound fucked up. I felt like because he treated he was the reason our relationship didn't work out. I feel like that my life has been so hard these last two years, but his has been smooth. And I'm like where I'm sitting around waiting for his karma. And I'm like, that's why I can't get shit done because I'm waiting for something bad to happen to you. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so now my faith, I say that to say, like, I'm not perfect by any means. I'm sure there's a lot more I can do, but I've learned that you don't have to sit in church every Sunday to have a relationship with God. That's the first misconception. And so, yeah. yeah, I try to pray, read the Bible, and just trust in I try my hardest to trust in the plan that God has for me, but I know that you also have to be doing work. So that's where I am right now. I am saved, but I do live my life. I do drink. I smoke. You know, I party. I fornicate. Clearly, I have a son. So, <laughs> you know, like, you know, but no, I also. All I know is you did it. You did it once. Right, right. That's all you can prove. You can't prove no more. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm just one of those people, you know, if I got to pray, I pray. I drop down on my knees and I ask God because I know he answered. But I also know everything that I have is because of him. So, yeah. Great, great, great answer. Um, So we're on to the love portion. Um, So give me your worst breakup story. Ooh. Uh... Worst breakup story? Yeah, if the charges are still pending, we don't have to make another question. (laughs) Oh, worst breakup story. Okay, I've had... You know, I would have to say my last... My son's father would have to be that one. It was my law. I grew up with him. I think that's why I go back to that. Because I met him when I was 22. And we... So... We broke up, um, I was 30, 31. So I feel like we grew up together, if you get what I'm saying, because those are your mm-hmm. going yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why it was so hard. Plus, I was fighting to keep my family together because we both have our parents. 
all of that, you know, fighting to be like the perfect girlfriend. So I lost myself. And I think that's why that might have been the worst because that when I look back, that relationship was over four years and I stayed in it four more years. And so mm. um, I would say it'd have to be that one. And we just started to like, it was the worst. I remember our lease was getting ready to be up in October. And I, he was, you know, he was like, you ain't going nowhere, which I can't blame him because I had been saying I was going to leave and never left. But he was like, you ain't going nowhere. You know, you can't move on your own. Go home and be like your sisters. Like, you know, that shit they say to try to break mm-hmm. you. So I was like, okay, nigga, I'm going to show you. So I put <laughs> all my shit, me and my son's stuff, right? Because the lease was up anyway. And for like two weeks, I had been telling him, like, you're not my boyfriend. You're not my boyfriend. We're not together. Like, I'm going to. And he was on the phone. This is going to sound so fucked up. He was on the phone with a lady. And I heard him talking to her. And she was like, yeah, I have a one bedroom. um, No deposit, no first month's rent. And you can move in immediately. So he was on speaker and I needed that apartment because to be honest, Drew, at the time, I didn't have the money to leave. I was just going to do it. I was just going to be like, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. But this shit is over. So, um, and you know, women, we plan to leave long before we leave. And so for a year, I would have, before we even moved to Jacksonville, I knew I was going to leave his ass. I just knew I was going to leave his ass once we got to Jacksonville. Because I said, I didn't put up with this shit for six years for you to leave me. I'm going to Jacksonville too. So, <laughs> so I had been planning for a year and he was on the phone with the lady and I z- took my cell phone camera and I zoomed in and I screenshot the number <laughs> and I called the lady and I was like, listen, I heard I'm, Sh- I'm Sharon's friend. I never said that I was his girlfriend. I was like, um, you know, I have a son. I have nowhere to go and I need to go like today. And I heard you say you had a one bedroom, no deposit, whatever, whatever. She was like, yeah, I said I can move in today. And I took that shit. And that's how I ended up in that one bedroom, you know, for a year because I just had to go. I took that. The rent was 1215, remind you. And I was like, how the fuck, mm. yes, am I going to make this happen? Because I had never lived on my own. Plus, I had him in the back of my head telling me I wasn't going to be shit. So I was like, this is going to be so hard. But two years later, and now I'm in a two-bedroom, two-bath for 1300 So. Damn. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, that would be all, that. You did it all out of spite. Yeah, right. We broke up and it was hell. <laughs> I mean, we were calling the police on each other. We were fussing and fighting. And now it's like, if you look on social media, you won't even be able to tell that I hate him. (laughs) So that would be the worst breakup because I thought I was going to marry him. That's why that was not bad, but that's why, because I was in a relationship for two years shy of a decade. Plus, I thought I was going to marry him. Mm. Yeah, so. All right. On on a lighter note, the last one is laughter. (laughs) So when 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 you're, I like that's why I like to end it because it usually gets emotional with life and love. Yeah. I like this though. I I like shots fired too a lot. You, that's definitely a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Again, it means a lot coming from you. Yeah, I I respect you very very highly. Thank you. I appreciate Um, that. uh, Of course. Um, it's nothing that you don't deserve. So laughter, um, what's one thing that in dark, the darkest of darkest of times that you can put pop in your head mm-hmm. and it gives you some type of euphoria and happiness and it puts a smile on your face? When I'm in my darkest of times, something that makes me laugh. Um, I would have to say my son every time. Like... Um, Like, even when, you know, because you moms, us moms cry in our closet all the time. Like, (laughs) most people (laughs) think, like, where you should be getting dressed is where we cry, okay? We got to go in here and cry for five minutes. So, (laughs) so, you know, that, yeah. So, I would have to say my son. And And I think it's because kids are so innocent. Like, they don't give a fuck about nothing. As they don't care if you broke, they still want a piece of candy when you go to the gas station. Okay, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> so I could be crying on the couch, like just because 
why live nice is so I have a nice car I live nice you know there are times where I do struggle and so I'd be on the couch and I'd be very upset and he'll come out and he'll be like ma and he's very mature for his age and that's that's I made it that way purposely um he'll he'll be like mom like yeah he's like you're crying like yes I'm crying Mm -hmm. mommy's cry and he's and I he's like what's wrong I'm like, it's just a lot. Mommy's stressed out. And he'd be like, Mom, it's okay. Everything's going to be all right. So I just feel like those, because they they live with such, like, they don't give a fuck. You know, like, kids just don't give a fuck. They don't care if you broke. (laughs) They don't care if you sad. Whatever they want to do at that moment is what matters. And so I feel like my son, because he's just so, like, he just knows what to say in every moment at the right time. It's so weird. I don't know. So I'd have to say my son, because he's always like, it's okay, Ron, chill. You just, you chill, I'll relax. Like, and I, it could be because he's a boy, too, and that's how boys are. Mm. So, yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be him. That'd be my That's best beautiful. Favorite. Yeah. It's my best, my broke best All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So. This has come to an end. This is that was the last question, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. Um, so I just want to you to give all the details of where people can find you, and like all the Instagrams, photos. I mean, where they can see your photos, things like that. Oh God, I have a lot of Instagrams, but <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do. The, Every time you I have come that up, one Instagram, like when do I, you have that one Instagram that you you have that you just stalk people with. Yes. <laughs> Um, yes, I do actually. Um, (laughs) uh, but yes, I use my model Instagram just because my personal Instagram has like my family stuff and I don't feel like everybody should see my son, but, um, Mm -hmm. on my, my, my model Instagram is the T H E E, um, at the underscore M A R T I A dot H. And so they can follow me there. Um, and I create stuff um, on another Instagram. Uh, it's called, it's uh, at I create custom concepts. So those two would be where they can find me. Facebook is so private. There's uh, so <laughs> no point in me even giving you my Facebook because when you add me as a friend, I'm going to say, do, do I know you? <laughs> so yeah so my at the uh at the underscore martia dot h because that's where my model pictures are and stuff like that and um when i do write my book and all that stuff's going to be on that one page so okay yeah i hope to get i hope to get a copy very soon yes i know you got me motivated because this part this is kind of cool this is really cool I had thought about a podcast, but I couldn't figure out a topic. But I think this is cool. You should keep doing it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you got to listen. You got to listen to the episode with CJ. And I'm gonna definitely too. I know some <laughs> people um in Jacksonville, like some oh, artists, yeah. like some like you know Jacksonville has a lot of rappers, like yeah, yeah that are up and coming. And so I'm kind of cool with some, and I'm gonna link you up with some people because this is. I think this is a For good sure. idea. Yeah. I really like Super appreciate it. But you definitely yeah, get yeah, yeah. like some different perspectives, you know, just depending on what people are doing. So Yeah. And I I mean, that's what it's kind of been for me. Um the reason why I did it is just the concept in general came through, you know, I'm I, I've been traveling, I've been going around, I've been meeting different people, and it's always been interesting because I could sit down at a bar. And this person can be, I never met this person in my life. And we could have a six hour conversation about just like different things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't we just do that and sit down with other people and just learn. And it's been beneficial when I do have a six hour conversation because I can learn from that person. Mm-hmm. Even though that person may make less than me, he may make oh, a lot more than me. You learn every situation from different people's experiences and how they kind of traverse their life. So I just wanted to this is a good time because you, when do you have like an hour to sit down with somebody and just like catch up and, and nobody's in their phone and nobody's right. like, like deviated from like, Oh, I have my kids. I'd look 10 to. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like you get 60 minutes of just like 
plain focus and conversation, which I've been, like I had a yogi on, I had some people that started their own um, app. I had some people that, you know, do food trucks, things like that. Just like a varied amount of people. And I've learned from each and every one and taken pieces from them and just been like, they've been super beneficial and just me growing as a person too. Right. No, I think it's very cool. Like, I definitely, I like shots fire. I like those questions. I like the last <laughs> love, life laugh questions. Those are, um, I think that's cool. You definitely should keep doing it. Thank you. You definitely appreciate like it. it. So I'm going to do my, so first thing, I'm going to do my little thing. Um, so you can follow us at Drew vs. The World um, on Instagram, Drew vs. The World Podcast on Instagram, Drew vs. The World Podcast on Facebook. I do, I, I'll accept your Facebook. Um, <laughs> and I ask no questions. Um, and then you can, um, if you want to send any listener letters, you send them to drew.versus.world at gmail.com. And the last thing I ask all my guests to say, Martia, is love, peace, and chicken grease. And the reason why I do that is because what do we need most of all? We need love yes. from everybody. I don't care who you are. And then everybody loves some chicken. Right. Even though the last guest I had on, she was allergic to chicken. She- There's a long, I don't know, allergic to chicken. Oh my god! I don't think and I've she was ever black. met a person. Like, exactly, neither. Was the first. My sister <laughs> don't eat fried chicken though. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, but that's normal. But chicken, like she can't. That's <laughs> she crazy. Can't I don't think I know anybody. <laughs> nope. That is so I know crazy. No one. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. But yeah, so so I let everybody say love, peace, and chicken grease. So. Go ahead. All right. Love. Any way you want. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my mm-hmm. my teacher voice. Love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> there it is. And we're out. Thank Isn't you. A good rest of the world. You're welcome. <laughs>